Hey guys, it's Lucy Biggers, and you're listening to the 20-something podcast. Today on the show, I interview my college friend Jackson Bright, who is an independent musician and producer living in LA. Jackson has had a lot of success so far in his career, with his SoundCloud account getting a lot of traffic. His most popular song, Sunnyside, has over 1,100,000 listens, and most of his songs reach in the tens of thousands. Earlier today, I Skyped with Jackson, and we talked about his path from college to the LA music scene, a song he wrote in Ode to Adnan from Serial, and the pressures of social media. Jackson. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Lucy? So good. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to talk about how I asked you to have this interview. I text, I texted you or I messaged you on Facebook and I said, hey, I've been stalking you. And I really, and it seems like you're doing pretty well. <laughs> you my podcast. That was after I hit you with a little One Direction tweet. I wasn't sure if you'd catch it. Oh, I got it. Then I knew we were on the same page. I was like, he's got to come on the show. So for people who aren't familiar with you, Jackson, we went to Tulane together, so I've kind of followed you for the last mm-hmm. few years. What is it that you you do? Uh, well, I just started doing music uh, full-time, actually, and I am a singer, songwriter, and producer. Uh, after college, I moved to L.A., and I valeted for a year and changed. Yeah, was, the struggle's real. The struggle's real. <laughs> and uh, And then... I went on like a mini tour opening up for somebody and then I uh, came back to LA and I had enough money saved up that I could try it full time for a little while and that's where we're at now. You are doing so amazing. You have like a million listens on your SoundCloud account. Yeah, Sunnyside is at like a million and, and change, that one song, and then I'm trying to get the other ones up there as well. Fill me in a little bit on your path from... Tulane, because when I remember you were kind of like playing around on the guitar, like go to parties at your house, and I didn't really know yeah. how serious you were about it. So talk a little bit about, I guess, that mindset in, in what you, you always knew you were going to do this. I, no, I got you. No. I, well, towards the end of uh, Tulane, I actually didn't do much music uh, during Tulane. And then uh, in my senior year, I like released an EP. Um, I was just kind of messing around. And then right before I graduated, I released that song, Sunnyside. And then uh, kind of went, uh, I went to Israel right after that for Birthright and did my thing. And I came back and the song was kind of like blew up on its own. I had nothing to do with it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was already uh, like accepted a job out in L.A. Uh, well, it was supposed to be managing parking garages, but, you know, ipso facto, I just valeted <laughs> for a year. So I came out here with like, I was like, maybe I'll, I'll do half and half, you know, maybe like dabble in music. And then uh, slowly but surely, like the the scale started to tilt heavily towards music, and I started to get more and more involved. And I was like, you know what? This is the place to do it. This is the time to do it. So I was like, all right, you know, I gave myself a little window. I'm like, I'd regret it if I didn't. How long and, is that window you've given yourself? Oh, uh, well, the window expands. You know, <laughs> fortunately, because I'm always like, oh, I'll do it till 24, and then I'm like, oh, well, things are moving along. Maybe I'll try 25. Yeah, uh, so you should. I, you should do it. I know. Well, it, it's getting to the point where, it, it, I mean, it could work. I see like a light at the end of the tunnel, sort of, you know, I'm like, okay, this, I can do this full well, time. Will you fill me in a little bit on like your mindset and when you post songs um, to SoundCloud, because I'm not really familiar with the, the state of the music industry. So what's like the strategy mm-hmm. for that? Well, the, the strategy, thank God I have like, I, I go all through blogs and stuff like that since I am independent and I've remained independent uh, mm-hmm. throughout. And basically, I got enough uh, 
blog support right now that when I release a song, you know, I, I know that it'll get a certain amount of plays. And, mm-hmm. and then there's certain ways, like different charts, like Hype them. You ever heard of Hype Machine? Yeah. And songs can climb that and get a whole lot of plays. And, you know, the more people uh, that like it and then share it and repost and stuff like that, then, you know, it kind of snowballs. Mm-hmm. And each song snowballs differently you know, than the other, depending on how good it is, obviously. And uh, I just have to have faith that, that it gets enough plays and recognition mm-hmm. and then there it goes on. And I like, I know I'll get a certain amount of plays uh, just when I put it out there. And then when the blogs come on, they get a certain amount of plays mm-hmm. added on to it. And, you know, uh, but that that's basically the, the route is independent and it's all through blogs, no mm-hmm. radio or anything like that at this juncture. And do you, so you know those people at the blogs personally yeah. or are they just I, like your songs? No, no, no. Well, some of them, uh, some of them just like my songs, but I always, I have a bunch of emails that I'll send out to like people that I know and I've, uh, you know, have gained a rapport with them mm-hmm. over the year and a half or two years I've been, I've been doing it. So, and, and hopefully that, it, that list grows, mm-hmm. you know, more blogs that will fuck with me but who knows who knows and some sometimes they do on one song and then you you send them another song and they just like won't respond which usually means that they didn't like it but well you have had a very public um you know path of kind of honing your craft yeah which is something that i think is a lot of artists are like i don't want to put anything out until it's perfect and whatever and that's completely not the path that you've obviously chosen no we're not at this your work what? is good though, but I'm just saying it's you're you're giving you're giving people what they want, kind of. Yeah, but but I I just started working or I'm finishing up right now my first like studio EP, which I've done with like other producers out here in LA and, and like across country, okay. and and it's way better than what I've been doing because I've been producing everything myself, and I <laughs> you know I realize that I kind of suck at it. I don't <laughs> suck at it, but it's like nowhere near as good as these guys. So the songs are like exponentially better than mm-hmm. the past stuff I've put out, and so I've been kind of holding on to that, and that's gonna be like a huge push this next EP. It's gonna be a big deal for me, and it's the first time I'm gonna have a uh, a publicist mm-hmm. and and so that'll hopefully like expand the uh the audience that that'll get a chance to listen to it because a lot of times you put out like a really good song with not a lot of backing and it just kind of falls on deaf ears or people mm-hmm. that have heard it so if you have like the right infrastructure and time to like build that and then you release the EP you know then it could it could be something mm-hmm. bigger than kind of what I have been doing. Have you found it's hard to wear all those hats? Um, you know, you're a wannabe musician, but then you have your Facebook page you have to respond to and your producer. How do you balance that? Yeah, uh, well, I'm usually pretty good at responding uh, to emails. I apologize for anybody that's listening and I haven't responded. That's <laughs> my bad. Sometimes, I, you know, I'll read them, like, I'll get like, an email or something on the go, and I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it. And then I, sometimes I forget, and I'm like, oh, geez, like, now you look like a jackass. I feel bad <laughs> when that does happen. But... Uh, but I always try to respond to everything and yeah, and to keep up with the social media because a huge aspect of the music industry, especially, uh, an independent artist is kind of like shamelessness and it's something I, I don't like doing, but I, I, I've become, you know, accustomed to. You have to self-promote. You You have have to, so you have to be your biggest fan. So you, you're just going to start making money off of this now? What's the plan with that? Well, I don't even make money off the music. I yeah. always release everything for free. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to release my music for free. I mean, most people know these days that you're not making much off uh, mm-hmm. music sales anyway. So I do the shows. I play a bunch of college shows and stuff like that. And that's a majority of my income will come from mm-hmm. live shows. That's, you know, it's the classic, like, paradigm shift in the music industry over mm-hmm. the last, you know, some odd years. And uh, so that's how I... I've been uh, working on money. I do need to get some other side job 
you know, yeah. to raise money so I can put money into uh, music videos and distribution and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to Uber, but I, I think I've been in too many car accidents. So. You should Uber, and then you could, like, set up a GoPro and, like, sing to the people you drive. Yeah, they'd want to kill themselves. <laughs> and then it would go viral. Yeah. <laughs> so are there any things that you've ever posted, like, songs in your SoundCloud, and then been like, oh, my God, I have to take this down from, like, your early days? Uh, not in my early days, but you'd be surprised. I, I So I, where, when was it? I think it was, like, last summer um, when, the, when the Serial podcast came out. Oh, yeah. And I was I was on like a family trip with my family, uh, and uh, we we listened to it as a family. And I was like obsessed with it. And uh, some of my family was like, "You got to do a song, uh, like <laughs> like to a non or something." So I was like, "Okay, hell yeah, let's do it." So I wrote the song and I posted it. And I thought it would like it was one of those things. I actually really liked the song, and uh, and I put it out there, and then. The, it kind of died down, like the all the hype, the serial hype. And I'm like, ah, well, I, I shouldn't keep it up as like a as a Jackson Bright song. I kept yeah. it on YouTube, but I, I had to take that down. But it's always funny because, uh, you know, when I work on the songs, a lot of them I just do by myself. I'm in the studio by myself. I'm the only one that hears them. And after a certain amount of time, I'm like, yeah, this is the greatest song ever. And I put it out, and then it'll flop. Or like I'll do some some mediocre song that I think, and I'll put it out, and it does great. And, you, you know, you – I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because you never know which one will actually hit with people. And I and I, I have my little sister. I have like a group of friends that I send different genres of music to when I'm working on it. Oh, that's and cool. Feedback, but you never know how much honesty they'll give you. There's like this hype around going viral and like there's all these like stories of the person who gets like cherry picked because they go viral. Do you like yeah. everyone you post? You're like, this is the one. It's going. Uh, I always think, yeah, the songs will do well. Everybody tells me if I did covers, it would, you know, that's that's the way to do it. But I just, I don't want to do that method because a lot of kids do that these days. You know, they post just like hundreds of covers on YouTube doing the thing. I'm like, well, I, I enjoy writing and I actually, mm -hmm. the time it takes to learn a cover, I could write a song and I prefer my music to the, the cover. So, uh, but yeah, the viral thing, sometimes you'll make silly videos and hope they go viral. Uh, I was hoping the Odadnan thing, the, the serial one would, would do it, but I caught it on the tail end of the wave. <laughs> so when you're figuring out your path in your career and you were saying the music industry has changed so much, you look at blogs, you talk to your peers and you just kind of figure it out. As far as like what decisions you make, you just kind of have learned as you've gone along. Yeah, I've been, I mean, throughout, like, up until the last, like, couple months, I've been pretty brash and, like, spontaneous, which is not a good thing. I, I mean, it could be, it could be, because you'll put out a song on a whim or something like that, but it, it's good to have, like, some groundwork put mm -hmm. in and make sure everything's taken care of, and then, like, once you have everything, because I would finish a song, like, oh, dope, print it, put it out, <laughs> so it's like it happen. Like, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> Kind of like building a project or something like that or a few songs and then you know building the hype around it and and that's one thing that i have to work on being independent you know you have to kind of do all that stuff yourself is like mm -hmm. build the hype yourself get you know get all the artwork and promo mm -hmm. and and stuff like that that's like one of the that could weigh heavy on you because it it becomes less and less about the music like mm -hmm. there's really i've had the songs done like the song every like the music is the easiest part it's mm -hmm. the it's everything else is the the part that'll get you and the part but it needs to be like executed to perfection if you want to mm -hmm. actually make an impact instead of a ripple you know? yeah that makes oh i like that okay so now i have four questions that um i ask all of my guests please okay please. so one of the first one is this um my family and i we play this game where we have a metaphor for our life 
So what's that. your metaphor for your life right now? My metaphor for my life. Wow, that's that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> there, um, there is a, I, let me. I just actually heard a, a. I read a great quote. There was like a big article on uh, the Navy SEALs. It, it wasn't that good of an article because it was kind of shitting on the Navy SEALs. I'm a I'm a big Navy SEAL guy. Obviously, being from Virginia Beach, <laughs> but the guy's quote was. Let me just read you the quote because maybe it, this this might embody. Uh, he said he's like. In your assess, well, this is kind of diehard, but he was like, in your assessment, this is a seal talking, anonymous seal. It's like in your assessment, if you feel threatened in a split second, then you have to kill somebody. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of how it is. Like, in like I, I, everything happens so fast, and I don't like I, I've never taken the time to take a step back and look at it, which is you know to a fault, it's a problem. But it's like shoot first, ask questions later, mm-hmm. and I like put out the music and then be like, okay, how did it do? Right. Instead of like, okay, what could I do to do this? So it's, yeah, kind of like shoot, I guess, the life of a seal, old school. (laughs) I like that though. That's a part of growing up though. You have all this, you have all this creativity and energy and. Yeah. And I hate, I hate like holding back music. I have so many songs that are just like on, you know, in the catalog, but Mm -hmm. the, you know, the catalog's not coming out anytime soon. So I'm like, I got to find a healthy medium. That's one of my biggest problems is making all the music and then not sure how, how to release it and how fast I want to release it because I want to put everything out always. Okay, so there's so much talk about our generation and um, that we're the entrepreneurial generation and we're millennials. And so what do you think of the title millennial? Are you a millennial? I guess so. <laughs> I, I, but I'm not like, I, I guess I'm tech savvy, but I'm not, I'm not, because you got to be a little shameless, especially with like everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I, that makes me a millennial, like my activity on it. And I've got to stay active on it, Yeah, you know, which I, I, I'm fine with, I'm fine with, but you know, I, I got to uh, take it on as a bigger role. Like mm-hmm. the social media hat needs to be like the only hat I wear. That's, That's all they lot. see. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I feel weird. I'm like just posting a video. Hey, what's up guys? Like, it's your boy, Jackson Bright, working on the song. So that's like a part that I'm getting used to. And mm-hmm. that's like a huge millennial thing because all these little kids that, you know, they get Twitter followers for days and they'll tweet stuff for days. I like, and like, I feel like our gener- like we're just a little older than like the normal Instagram and Twitter folks that it's like, uh, I don't, you know, like a lot of my friends and people our age, they don't like it. And le- like, like an Instagram photo, they wouldn't like it unless they'd frame it in their house mm-hmm. or something. Like, <laughs> And like when my little sister, it's like if you don't like her Instagram post, it's like, hey, did I say something the other day? Like I don't understand. Did I do something wrong? My little cousin too. She has like 225 likes per photo, and I'm yeah. like scraping to get past 50. It's it's so much pressure. It's not like yeah. what? How much money do you make? It's like how many likes do you get? Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's like that is the currency, but it's true, and that is the heaviest weighted currency in the music industry, and which is crazy because that's a nice little segue right there. I like yeah. that because like because I do I do want to get signed and be on a label mm-hmm. because it gives you a little more security, especially like financially, uh, just so I can you know do it full time and not have to worry. But. Um, you know, they look at the number that they don't look at, like, they don't listen to the music. God, this, this kid is great, you know, blah, 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 even though, you know, I don't know if they think I'm great or not. Uh, but a lot of labels have reached out recently uh, over the past, you know, a few months or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if it, what happens. Uh, but they're like, listen, like, I want to see the SoundCloud play. I want to see the Facebook followers, Twitter followers, how much, you know, response. And if for some reason, I, I have a decent amount of Facebook fans, like, uh, 10,000. I don't think I'm at 10,000. I think I'm at around 10,000. Twitter followers, I have like a thousand. 
and Instagram the same. And for some reason, my SoundCloud, I'll get like a hundred thousand at least on like a majority of the songs. And which is, I feel like a testament to the music, but they see mm-hmm. like, wait, why does he not have Twitter followers? Why does, why does yeah. Facebook? And that's like, that's literally the heaviest weighted currency in the music industry is your social media numbers. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily translate because you're making music that people like to share and they're putting it on playlists. And yeah, exactly. what are you supposed to picture of you? Like, hey. Exactly. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate like perfectly, which is a, uh, a problem. And, and, the, and another thing is, which is, crucial is that like my genre of music is not uh it's not your, your typical blog music because mm-hmm. like usually you'll have like your indie music and your hip-hop that just kill in electronic mm-hmm. electronic they kill the blog scene mm-hmm. you know that's what they are and i'm like kind of a borderline pop artist like a lot of my favorite songs that i write are slow songs and you if you put out a, a slow song online it just gets shit on mm-hmm. i'm like where, whereas like like if Ed Sheeran released that song, what's that? What's his big slow song? Everybody like when your legs don't work like they used to before. That oh, one, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> one. Like that song would would do nothing on 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 blogs and online, but then like you put it on radio and uh, you know it resonates with mm-hmm. a lot of people. And that's like the genre, like that's the uh, the demographic. The, the demographic that's list like going on the blogs is not exactly the demographic that I'm catering to. So now I have I've, I'm in that weird uh, medium where I have to cater my music towards the blog like yeah. my audience so and and it was just crazy because i'll go to these college shows and play and they only like the hip-hop stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm like okay i'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll put on a show get live for them but it's like that's not the music i've been working on recently and it's interesting you know yeah so it's difficult in that regard because you got to give the people what they want but i'm i'm the music that i want could do well on radio but it's but it could only do well really like it could perform higher on radio than it would on these blogs like indie blogs that's crazy you have to get you have to get a little bit more legitimacy before you can start taking those artistic risks kind of yeah yeah when or, or at least when the people who have power they're like we need this from you and then you're yeah, kind of yeah. you're doing what you love but you kind of still have to be part of the machine so yeah exactly the machine classic machine oh Fuck. the machine it's okay though it, it's i think it's better than it's ever been in regards to people trying to be creative and start stuff. So I I was going to ask about social media, but we talked about it. And then my last thing is, what are some words of wisdom or advice that you would give to people who are maybe just graduating from college? You got to give yourself a shot. Like, you know, you have a lot of time to settle down and get a a job and, and, you know, do the, put on the suit and do the work. But, you know, you have a few years that you can at least give yourself a shot, try something creative, you know, go out, explore, find yourself, see what's good. And, and, and I, you know, you got to hit, hit a rough time. There's got to be like a nice flow to the whole thing. And there is going to be a flow if you're, if you're doing creative shit for sure. Cause you're always going to have stuff that doesn't like people don't like, you're not going to get a steady source of income either doing the yeah. creative stuff, at least at the juncture I'm in. And so you just can't be discouraged. Well, I think that that flow thing is really important because when people imagine following their dreams, they only imagine the good parts. But is there something that for you is sort of like a low point where you like were like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was valet, I hated valet. I'm going to be honest with you. That was miserable. And I, and like, I, I lived in a place where I couldn't afford it at the time. So I did, I couldn't, I didn't have that much time to do music because I had to just work so much to get, pay rent, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. LA lifestyle, you know how it goes. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, last year, last year I went on a tour opening up for this chick, and like, uh, I, I'm I'm a big 
uh, believer in destiny, like not destiny, but just the fate when stuff mm-hmm. happens, it happens for a reason. And so I go on th- this tour, uh, it was, I was opening up, we go across the country, uh, and right before the tour, I left my car with somebody that knew the manager of the lady. He was like, oh, yeah, he's got a place to, to stash your car while I'm gone. I'm like, great. Give it to him. Uh, go on the tour. Midway through the tour. I was kicked off the tour. Uh, midway through it. You were yeah. kicked off? I was kicked off the tour. Did absolutely nothing wrong. Like, absolutely oh. nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, name call or anything like yeah. that. Shit, shit got weird. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I get up and I got kicked off in New Orleans. Thank God. I, oh. Yeah, so I have people there. Uh, and, and I actually brought – like I started bringing more and more people to the shows because we started hitting the South, which is where my fan base is. And uh, maybe that had something to do with it regardless. I get kicked off the tour. Right when I get kicked off the tour, uh, I get a call from the dude who has my car. He's like, hey, like I was driving your car. A cop hit me full speed and totaled it. And I was like, oh, my God. And, I, and this was all like it, it, days within each other. And, uh, and I go back to my house because it was around Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, like I, should, I re, should I rethink some things? And my parents were like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like you just got dropped from a tour. Your car is gone. Uh, the cops were in the wrong, so we got insurance back, which is a relief. Uh, and, and when I was uh, back home, I was like, okay, like – is this is this gonna happen or is this like a sign that you should stop? And uh, I end up, you know, I get I get uh, money back from the insurance. I get a car and I drive out to um, L.A. And on the way there, I got connected with some producer in West Virginia, and then a producer in Columbus, Ohio. I stop on the way to record uh, a few songs, see if we could do something. Those songs end up like being like the heart of this new EP that I'm going to release soon. I get to LA. I call the guy. uh, I call a guy while I'm in Virginia who had my car. I'm like, hey, like obviously the situation's fucked up. Uh, (laughs) Do you mind if I stay at your place, you know, for a few months uh, for free while I get my, you know, my feet under me, back under me? He's like, yeah, no problem. So I move in with the guy who I didn't really know beforehand. uh, And I absolutely love the house. He's one of the best guys like you'll ever meet. Uh, the, the neighborhood is the most incredible neighborhood. He's like, Hey, by the way, uh, in the house that I live in, it's like him, his uncle's aunt and somebody else. And uh, he was like, by the way, like I have the garage in the back when I was in high school, I built a studio. I haven't used it since I was like, no way I go in there. I started refurbishing and renovating the whole thing. And now it's like a legit studio. Uh, I love where I'm living and it's, and I'm like very happy with how things are going now, and I, and that I I felt like that was oh and check it out you'll like this especially in the neighborhood it's like a little gated community called Lafayette Square and the street is St Charles, which are New I'm, Orleans places I, that's amazing and this guy that you live with now he he's the one who crashed your car or yeah no? he is yeah. yeah wow that is like a dark moment turned into something that's good. Yeah, and I use I I hope they always do. You know, when a dark moment happens, I'm like, all right, there's got to be some good that comes out of it, right? I think that there is, as long as you learn from them and you're you're kind of humbled by them, and then you kind of can you can come out stronger. Yeah, exactly, and that definitely builds some character. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Well, this has been so much fun to catch up with you. It's so much better than just you know stalking you online. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I've been stalking as well (laughs) in a non creepy way, but yeah. (laughs) Um, but but keep it up. It's so great to see you um, rise. When is your EP coming out? Do you know? Uh, hopefully early July. Social media accounts. What are your What are your names? Where can people find uh, you? My Facebook is facebook.com slash babymarmalade. 
my Instagram is Baby Marmalade, and my Twitter is JB Marmalade, and then uh, my SoundCloud is just Jackson Bright. B R E S. Maybe people can't find you on social media because your name is different. Ever think of that? Baby Mar- no, it's just it's. Well, I need to hit up the guy on Twitter who took Baby Marmalade. I'm like, listen. <laughs> but what is Baby Marmalade? I don't get it. That's like uh, my sister said it best. Like what it is, my little sister was like, uh, it's like what Slim Shady is to Eminem. Oh, okay. My uh, alter ego. I used to do it when I only did like hood rap songs that I didn't want my name on, and then it, and now it's became. And my my EP that's coming out is called Shades of Marmalade. Well, I'm gonna go follow you. I think I already follow you, but I'm gonna make sure I'm following you and everything. Yeah, I'll make sure I do the same. All right. Thanks so much, Jackson. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Lucy. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. And that is our show. Thank you, Jackson, for sharing your journey with us. If you'd like to be a part of the 20-something podcast or if you have suggestions for topics I should cover, please message me on Facebook. My name is Lucy Biggers. I'm going to leave you with this song. It's off of Jackson's new EP, soon to be released. It's called So Far, So Good. Hey, I'm back. I was going to leave you with that song, but I listened to the Ode to Adnan and it's just so good. I had to sample it at the end of the podcast. I think this deserves to go viral. Clearly you could tell something was going on. Like I've never even seen him mad at anybody. People come expecting a monster. monster, monster, monster. 21 minutes. No matter how you spin it, it's wrong Bad luck or lying No defending, testifying at all Story corroboration Murder by nomination One key witness recalling all the places But the story keeps changing and changing and changing along Somebody did it, yeah. Tell me who did it, somebody did it. Oh, tell me who did it, somebody did it, yeah. Murder committed. How do you think I did it? Oh, the no to and nine, his innocence gone. Oh, the evidence was in the best. no to and nine, his innocence Reasonable